having uh, civic education and electoral education in place, uh, our big goal is that people understand what we are doing here and understand their role in the society, in the community, and know how, how even to um, ask public institutions to be accountable for their actions. The full and free exercise of our sacred right and duty to vote is more important in the long run than the personal hopes or ambitions of any candidate for any office in the land. You're listening to High Turnout, Wide Margins, an insider's look at election administration hosted by Brianna Lennon and Eric Fay. Hello, everyone. It's Eric Fay, and you're listening to High Turnout, Wide Margins, a podcast that explores local election administration. A few episodes ago, you heard from the Central Election Commission of Moldova, which is celebrating its 25th anniversary. Remember, Moldova is a small country between Romania and Ukraine that was part of the former Soviet Union. Brian and I traveled to Moldova this past summer and spoke with people involved at all levels of the Moldovan election system, from local to nationwide. Well, the CEC organizes and manages all of the elections in the country. They have a partner organization called the Center for Continuous Electoral Training, or CICTA, that's responsible for continued education of election workers and the education of the next generation of voters in the country. Center is celebrating its 11th year and is one of the most unique organizations that we have seen because it is a national investment in civic education to make sure that students and the general public have a good understanding of how elections work and how they can participate in their democracy. In this episode, we're speaking with Dr. Doina Ordanu, the director of CICTA, and her uh, peer, uh, Pavel Kobachenko, who has been an advisor to CICTA over the years. We hope you enjoy the episode. The first thing we always ask every guest on our podcast is, how did you end up working in elections? So whoever wants to start, tell us how you ended up working in elections. Um, For me, I'd say it was the second working experience just after the um, uh, graduating university. I was working for one year uh, as a reporter in a news agency. And then and I was working with the Central Electoral Commission um, uh, writing news about their activity. And I found out that they have some vacancies and I said, okay, I graduated public administration. Let's give a try to this, <laughs> this profession. Uh, so it was 15 years ago. And since then I'm here, uh, first at the Central Electoral Commission and now at the Center for Continuous Electoral Training. Well, I started uh, the same 15 years ago where it was like a, a, short, uh, a short adventure for me at the beginning. Uh, so I started with the International Foundation for Electoral Systems, uh, which came back to Moldova in uh, uh, 2018. Uh, sorry, 2018? No, 2008. <laughs> Yeah, I'm already lost in time, sorry. So in 2008, uh, uh, IFS came to Moldova and uh, with the new program, uh, and uh, they were looking for um, uh, local uh, uh, staff uh, working in, uh, again, uh, to help uh, uh, Central Election Commission in uh, upcoming uh, elections in 2009. 
Um, and initially it was the one-year project, so uh, f- uh, 2008 and 2009 uh, it uh, had to uh, well finish. Uh, but uh, well, the work that we've done uh, and the support that was needed after 2009 uh, uh, made IFS stay longer in Moldova, almost for the next five years. And uh, this is how I uh, well got uh, into this. Uh, uh, we call it uh, sometimes a disease. If you uh, start with elections, even for a short period of one year, then you say, okay, maybe I stay longer, <laughs> uh, because it's always uh, uh, it's always uh, something uh, new that you learn, uh, something that is uh, changing in the electoral code or electoral laws of the countries. Uh, then uh, it may be political uh, context changes. So there is always uh, something new, some dyna- dynamics and uh, space to learn and improve things. I think, Pavel, what you said about uh, you start in elections and then it just kind of, we say in the United States, it kind of gets in your blood and you uh, you can't leave it. Um. <laughs> my, my deputy calls it a virus. Yeah, so. yeah. Same thing. So I think for most, Ameri- uh, most American election administrators, when we think of training, we think of training the poll workers, the people that work in the polling stations. And obviously this center is much more than that. For an American audience, can you explain who are the people you are training and in what ways are you training them? For what purpose are you training them? Of course, our main, main task is uh, offering training in the electoral field for uh, poll workers. Um, in Moldova, there is a, a three-tier uh, administration, election administration. Uh, just the Central Electoral Commission is a permanent body. The other ones uh, at the district level and at the uh, polling station level are temporary, created uh, just before uh, elections. Uh, so we are providing training for them in the electoral period. It's an operational uh, training um, that usually takes several uh, several hours. Uh, beside this, we are training party representatives per request or observers from um, uh, NGOs also per request. Uh, We are training uh, auxiliary staff uh, of the um, uh, polling station. There are uh, operators of the um, um, informational system elections, uh, the operators, uh, and also we have this kind of IT uh, staff at the level of district electoral commission that also have some um, uh, modules in the um, uh, informational system size and we train them on how to use uh, that modules there, there are almost uh, 14 categories of uh, beneficiaries of the training uh, for uh, the training center so it uh, depends on uh, on the type of elections we organize so in uh, electoral period uh, it can be like 12 uh, 14 uh, sometimes uh, 15 uh, be, uh, categories of uh, beneficiaries including what Doina just uh, mentioned uh, but uh, judges yeah judges and then the police well so uh, the, the there are uh, yeah quite a number of uh, uh, of uh, 
uh, people and organization that we train. Of course, uh, because Moldova is a small country, so you can't compare it with the U.S. or even one of the states. Uh, uh, so, uh, but for us, uh, what the number of people uh, whom uh, we train is uh, 35, almost 35,000 uh, for one uh, electoral uh, uh, event. Uh, it's uh, it's quite a big number, uh, especially taking in consideration the time constraints. Of course, you as uh, election uh, officials, you know that time is working against us, and uh, we have a certain date. And uh, well, only in COVID times we, we saw the examples when the elections were postponed. But uh, mostly this is uh, more an exception. So we can't postpone an election, and we have uh, a calendar. Uh, a strict calendar uh, when uh, certain activities uh, should happen and uh, our election officials they should know how to do it so that is why we are uh, we are uh, very working in a very condensed environment uh, when we have to to train a big number of people in a short period of time <laughs> uh, the district electoral uh, commissions are created 50 days prior election day and then uh, the polling electoral bureaus are created 25 days prior to election day so we are trying all, all the time to uh, to to provide training in the first days of operations uh, because uh, in Moldova the polling uh, election bureaus they have a, a lot of uh, functions to fulfill there is uh, related to the voters list uh, and they need uh, to have these abilities and knowledge just before starting. Uh, but also we are trying now to develop more and more um, topic-related, let's say, um, uh, training courses, such as uh, integrity in election or misuse of administrative resources or uh, accessibility in elections, uh, such courses that would be interesting for uh, a variety of electoral stakeholders including the general public. Hey, it's Eric Fay, and you're listening to High Turnout, Wide Margins, a podcast that explores local election administration. Aditya Moldovinaska. One of the um, questions we've been asking everyone really centers around public trust in elections and voter confidence in elections. Is that part of um, the strategic plans that you try to implement in training? I guess the better question is, is increase of public confidence and voter trust part of the mission of some of this training? Uh, I think uh, this is more part of the CC mission, but uh, having uh, civic education and electoral education in place, uh, our big goal is that people understand what we are doing here and understand their role in the society, in the community, uh, and um, um, know how, how even to um, ask public institutions to be accountable for their, uh, their actions. Uh, so so um, even if it's not our main mandate, through our 
our action, we are helping uh, um, the state and the uh, electoral authority to achieve uh, achieve this goal. But also everything what we do is about trust in elections. So uh, even if we do it in the right way and there is no trust, so um, then then it's a problem. Yeah. So the results of the elections may not be accepted uh, if the, there is no confidence in the election institutions in um, uh, in the in the process. So uh, the the trainings they are contributing directly to to this uh, through the profession professionalism uh, of uh, of the election uh, officials. Uh, so the more the more professional they are, the more trust is uh, is there. So uh, because. Uh, especially polling station staff, they are on the front line, uh, the, uh, and uh, people, our voters, they 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 meet uh, these people uh, when they come to the polling station. And uh, if they are professional, if they know how to do their work, if they uh, provide transparency, they they, they provide uh, uh, good services, uh, they 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 know uh, how how to actually organize uh, elections. Uh, so then it's of it of course gives. Uh, uh, confidence of voters, but also other stakeholders like party agents uh, uh, and political parties, candidates, uh, so and then journalists. So then uh, the whole society understands. So okay, uh, it's a fair game and a fair result, so we can accept it. Talk to us a little bit more about that. So about how many people are doing this training and who trains the trainers? Well, we train the trainers. <laughs> uh, we, we, we just uh, did one training uh, two week, three weeks ago, uh, training of trainers uh, in Russian language. Uh, yeah, uh, so we have uh, uh, we have um, permanent staff, uh, nine persons. Uh, in the beginning we were seven, but now we are nine. Uh, yeah, we are growing a bit our our team, and we have around um, uh, twenty trainers uh, involved uh, for each election. So in our, our database, there are more than twenty, but for one election, um, um, we, we we need around twenty persons extra additional uh, twenty persons. Uh, we are uh, providing them an initial training as training of trainers, uh, usually uh, around four days of uh, training. And then um, we have uh, monthly uh, continuous uh, training for them on different uh, topics. Uh, either it's related to some uh, amendments to the legislation we, or we are uh, taking some specific operations that we want to go more in details and to understand how it works. Or, as I said, we have this cross-cutting uh, teams and topics as, as accessibility, integrity, uh, gender that we are uh, go more uh, more deep because of course the the trainer should be knowledgeable first of all uh, and as you probably understood already uh, training the police station is not uh, members is not just about the e-day operations it's much more because they are working 25 uh, days prior to election so there are a lot of stuff to be trained i had a question specifically about the training, just because I think another thing that U.S. election officials are used to just basic how the polling place works, how to use the 
machines and the ballots and things like that. But you mentioned you have accessibility portions, you have gender portions. What did those cover? Because we we don't have those. I mean, they get we are told to incorporate them, but we're also trying to weigh. You know, the we need to teach them how to run the polling place. We want to teach them all this other stuff, but we run out of time or they run out of capacity to learn because we just don't have, there's so much to learn. Yeah, you're right. Um, it's uh, a challenge. Um, to you, we are incorporating the cross-cutting teams because voters are very diverse. Uh, you have in a uh, locality both men and women, both uh, old and uh, young people. You have people with disabilities also and you have to know how to communicate uh, with them and how to offer electoral services qualitative electoral services of course you can't cover the entire topic in a, a half hour allocated for this but you can uh, for sure point out some um, main uh, principles of activity uh, and um, make them um, be aware of First of all, of the equipment that are available in a polling station for the person uh, with disabilities. I have them understand that these equipments are useful also for parents with small children uh, that are coming to the polling station or for elderly uh, pe elder people that are uh, have difficulties in, um, in walking. So they have to um, um, understand that it's more general and it doesn't address just to, to, to person with a visible disability or need uh, about um uh, gender in, in Moldovan election administration, there are more women than uh, men. Still, we have a, um, a difference in representation at the leading position, uh, meaning that even if uh, an electoral body is 80% uh, composed by women, for instance, uh, they will elect a man as a chair. Um, but uh, anyway, it's probably the um, uh, the focus uh, is more on how they interact with the voters and to be uh, sensitive to their different uh, needs. I also think that uh, the uh, well, the answer here is uh, in the name of the center. So because if we translate it in English, it's a Center for Continuous Electoral Training. So the key word is continuous. So yes, uh, center is uh, doing the training before elections uh, for election officials uh, who are temporary staff. And so they hired just before elections, uh, but the, uh, there, is, there is still room for training in between the elections. And uh, part of the uh, poll workers, uh, we know from where they are coming. They are teachers, they are uh, public election officials uh, in, in the regions. Uh, so uh, uh, this training is offered uh, uh, to them uh, uh, in between elections, including if we take the uh, disability and inclusion of persons with disability. So uh, the center, uh, in collaboration with uh, some um, uh, civil society organization uh, in the field, 
uh, is uh, doing the simulation for the public uh, uh, public uh, officials uh, when uh, they uh, we organize um, uh, two polling stations one accessible another inaccessible so and then uh, they would uh, the potential or future election officials would try it themselves uh, like uh, being a person with the uh, you know in the wheelchair for example or uh, um, a blind person uh, so and they, they would, would try it and uh, then would have a different approach and be better prepared for the information that we give them before elections like more mentally more we will we'll, we'll, uh, uh, feel it uh, even emotionally we'll, We'll feel it. Uh. Okay. So I think if there was another C to be added to the acronym, it could be comprehensive because the, the training sounds much more comprehensive than, as Brianna said, most American election administrators are able to provide. One aspect of the comprehensive nature I find really interesting is the the training or education you do with, you said, the judiciary judges uh, police officials, other emergency responders, um, political parties, or other NGOs. Uh, I think almost every election administrator has found themselves post-election in a scenario where they're in front of a judge because a candidate is challenging the results or they want to recount. And I've been in court where most of the time in court is just me or one of my colleagues just explaining to the judge how elections work. Or me on the phone with some party observer on election day just explaining what they're seeing because they don't understand what they're seeing. Do you have any way of quantifying the effect of what you've done in this regard, this training with with maybe non-traditional election actors? Um, because it, I hadn't thought of it till now, but that could be of great benefit uh, to other election administrators to focus on these kinds of people. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's very helpful. And uh, it's true not only for judges, but also for p- policemen uh, coming to the polling stations and, uh, well, uh, uh, knowing what, what what they have to do, what, uh, what are their actually, well, rights and responsibilities at the, at the polling station. So it's uh, very helpful and, uh, well, uh, leads to the bad trust and uh, confidence in, uh, in electoral process. And that is why I think uh, Center is uh, focusing on this uh, categories of uh, beneficiaries, not direct, but still uh, a very important one, and uh, developing a, a training program with them, uh, together with them, uh, because like uh, the training for the judges, for the police, uh, is uh, conducted and developed actually with uh, in collaboration with the structures responsible for the training in their system. So it's a joint uh, joint uh, uh, thing uh, and uh, collaboration uh, starting uh, at this at this level. Uh, and uh, of course, it's uh, uh, it's important uh, to have uh, about the quantifying it. It's, I think it's difficult uh, to say. Uh, Probably the the results of the elections, the quality, the the reports of the of the uh, international and local observers uh, would be this mark uh, that is uh, given uh, for us uh, as a trainer uh, training providers. Yeah, and the the request, if a request exists, 
uh, from the um, uh, police, uh, for instance, or from the Institu National Institute of Justice for training uh, judges. Um, we think that so we can suppose that the training uh, is useful and is relevant uh, for them. You've been listening to High Turnout, Wide Margins, a podcast that explores local election administration. I'm your host, Brianna Lennon, alongside Eric Fay. Thanks to KBIA for making this podcast possible. Our managing editor is Rebecca Smith. Our managing producer is Aaron Hay. And our associate producers are Abigail Ruman and Katie Quinn. This has been High Turnout, Wide Margins. Thanks for listening. <laughs>